Hello everyone and welcome to a new week of uh, Negro League Museum Art Fundraiser interviews. Uh, we took a, a well-deserved, I think, and uh, much needed night off last night to recharge and refresh and we're back tonight with uh, not one or two but three artist interviews coming uh, right through until about 1am. We'll be with you so uh, thanks to those of you joining us. Um, I am John McKellar, one half of Ballcaps and Bagpipes, and a Glasgow Comet baseball player in the Baseball Scotland National League. And I'm Jason Durr, uh, also known as Bubba on Baseball and owner of Dugout Classics. And of course, former Baseball Scotland president and current and always uh, Baseball Scotland Hall of Famer, one of the first, and I think the first player ever to be inducted into your hallowed hall. <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah, there's only two of us there, so we're <laughs> yeah. not a very yeah. big hall. <laughs> yeah, your your club isn't accepting submissions until until uh, everything gets back to normal. I guess uh, we are joined for the first interview tonight by Jumbotron Sports Peter Chen. Jumbotron Art. Yeah. Jumbotron Art. Excuse me, Peter. Hello and welcome. Yes, thanks so much for having me. Um, it's great to see you guys and. And uh, yeah, I'm ready to talk baseball. Thanks so much for joining us. And uh, I usually like to start off the interviews with artists by asking a, a baseball related question. Uh, imagine that, uh, which is always the same. Uh, what is your baseball background growing up? Uh, obviously you're a, a, an Anaheim Angels fan. Uh, what what are your, what, did you play the game growing up? Uh, if so, to what level and uh, what positions did you specialize in? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I actually, only played uh, one year of uh, Little League. And um, it was crazy because uh, I played kind of on my own growing up with my brother um, and my friends. And uh, one year my, my mom asked me if I wanted to play and I said, yeah, I'd love to. Um, but I was already about 10 at the time. So um, when I joined, um, they dumped me straight into uh, minor leagues uh, for Little League. Um, so I didn't have any of the uh, benefit of, of working up to that level, um, just kind of tossed right in there. So um, I pretty much flailed that year, um, but we ended up winning the championship. Um, I played for the athletics, the, the Rolling Hills athletics. So um, that was that was a key moment, yeah. Um, and, and I tell people that even though I, I absolutely sucked at baseball, um, I ended up loving the sport, you know, so. I figured most people who struggle with the game would just forget it, but uh, for some reason I just really took to it, um, just loved it. Um, I wish I could tell you that I've been an Angels fan my whole life, um, but it's kind of a crazy story. Uh, it's partially true. I, I grew up in LA, so I followed the Dodgers and the Angels, um, both great teams at that time. The Dodgers were by far um, superior, right? Um, just that whole... Um, Garvey, Russell Lopes, and say. Uh, but then when, when Garvey uh, became a free agent, he signed with San Diego. Um, and that's when I realized that I was actually more of a Garvey fan than a Dodgers fan. So I started following the Padres. Um, when he retired, I went up to uh, Berkeley for college and kind of was floating around because uh, since Garvey had retired, uh, I I know Dodger fans are going to cringe when I say this, but I started kind of following the Giants and the A's since I was up in the Bay Area. Um, so, you know, and then I played for the A's in Little League, right? Uh, well, the, the A's won in 89, right? And then um, 
And then when I moved back down um, after college, uh, I, I thought I'd just reorient myself with my roots. So I was rooting for Dodgers, Angels. Um, and then, um, so that kind of brought me around full circle again. So, so, so on the record, yeah, I've been a fan of every single California team at some point in my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you've given, you've given like a reasoned response and there's a kind of a, I think we can let you away with that. Like, uh, they might be rivals with each other, but you've, you've reasoned that pretty well. I think we'll let yeah. you away with being a fan of all the California teams. So I have a Steve Garvey Padres shirt. You do. I wore it when uh, when when Jason Schwartz came on because he's a, he's a Garvey fan, but he was upset because it was not Garvey at the Dodgers. So I was like, well, I got my Padre <laughs> fan as well. So, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's arguable his greatest moment was in a in the Padres jersey, so <clears throat> in '84. Yeah, exactly. He's got his number <laughs> retired, which is the oddest thing that you know he played for like two or three seasons, and got his number retired. Yeah, that was. I, I, yeah, I hear that, but hey. <clears throat> he helped them get to the World Series, so, yeah. Now, Peter, uh, growing up, do you have any favorite memories or games that stick out to you in your memory? Um, I think it was, it's probably that 81 campaign, you know, when the Dodgers, it was a strike-shortened season. I, I didn't really pay much attention at the time to what a strike was at that age. Um, I think I was, I must have been 10. Um, but it was it was just amazing because um maybe it was game game six of that world series um and i happened to be at church at a youth youth fellowship that night and um so i couldn't i couldn't stay home but they had the game on you know at church too and and i just remember like when you're like when you're that age or actually any age and you're following your favorite team and they make it all the way to the World Series and they win, you have that that privilege of seeing them step through every single game and they just keep going and going and knocking down all, all the other teams until they're the last one standing, right? And I think that's the, the great thing about baseball. It's such an amazing feeling when they actually win it all. And I just remember going crazy when, you know, it was pretty much in the bag um, that they're gonna win that year. So I'd probably say game six in 81. Um, and that, that was also the year of Fernando uh, Mania, so that was pretty incredible too. Uh, funny story, actually, that you should mention that. Um, I started watching the Yankees in 2001, and obviously we had a very high-profile World Series yeah. that year. Uh, the first Yankee title, and the only one since I started watching, was 2009, um, and uh, they won it in Game 6, and I missed it because I forgot it was on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> so I, I didn't actually see Game Six of that World Series until like it was put on YouTube over here, uh, like okay. a few years later. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> that, that, yeah, you can relive that pleasant memory, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I woke up. I woke up and uh, just went online, and uh, I guess it would have been Facebook or whatever, and saw that he won the World Series in six, and uh, realized oh, I had completely forgotten about that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, um, I'll pass over to Jason. He's going to cover more of the art side of things, but uh, yeah, great chatting with you so far, man, and I'll, I'll come back in toward the end. Cool. Thanks, John. All right. So, yeah, so you mentioned Berkeley. You actually went to Berkeley to become an architecture student. 
I did, yeah. I, I, how did you go from architecture to art? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Back then, like going, you know, when you're in high school and you're thinking about college, um, art was just not on the radar in terms of anything that could, you know, be financially stable for a career. And so I, I just, I, I was always pretty good at math and I, I knew I was good at art. And so I just thought, well, if I combine those two, I guess the, the natural result was architecture. Right. So uh, I ended up doing that. And, <clears throat> you know, about, probably about halfway through, I, I, I really kind of had a burden uh, to want to help um, inner city kids. And so, uh, you know, the idea of teaching art kind of took root. Um, and so I kind of veered off of that, even though I did get my, my degree in architecture, I also grabbed a minor in education on the way out. Um, so actually I taught for uh, a few years um, high school art before uh, just going into graphic design on my own. So, yep. That must have been a big step. And, and before we go to that, I also know, like, so I used to work for Edinburgh College of Art and I helped them build their website for a year and do a lot back there. And that really exposed me to all the art, which then led me to this deep rabbit hole on Instagram where all of a sudden we're meeting all the artists here. And I can appreciate the fact how much it is actually art in the architecture and actually building your, your stuff there. Um, I'm, I'm sure you've seen Stadium for Ants. Stadium for Ants? Have you not seen his work? Uh, I'm sorry. I, I feel bad that I haven't, no, but so, uh, I'm sure I would love it. So he, he's doing his master's in architecture and he builds miniature stadiums that are ant sized and like that there so i um so you might appreciate how much time oh, man. building those things there I, I need to check it out although i would probably want to see it from an ant's perspective <laughs> 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 i always love walkthroughs so. uh yeah, yeah. But, but so what i was trying to say i guess is you get the art behind there it's not like you're sitting there on, on doing cad drawings like that you actually have to produce something physical there so if you look at it, that actually is art, so. It is, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying that <clears throat> you're right. Architecture is, was part of the process. And, you know, I would say that it actually did inform a lot of what I do nowadays. Um, like anything, it's a, it's, there was a lot of skill building there. Um, I learned a lot about model making, about how to sit there for five hours and just think about concepting. Um, drawing, sketching, building, putting pieces together, you know, swapping them in and out. Um, so I, I didn't really feel like I wasted my architecture degree <clears throat> um, as much as it, it, it did kind of give me a, a design background um, in terms of just heavy prototyping and thinking and how to think about it. So um, I definitely use it uh, a lot with what I do today. All right. So and so how'd you go to Jumbotron Art? So I, I did a deep dive in your Instagram and your first person you did, at least posted, was Ozzy Smith. Was there a reason for that? <laughs> yeah, on, um, <clears throat> on, so maybe on my Instagram page, it was Ozzy Smith, but <clears throat> this started probably back in 2010. Um, and I, I had done a lot of baseball art um, over the years. Uh, you probably saw some of the sketches I did when I was little. <clears throat> um, so, and then before I got into Jumbotron art, um, I started doing a, a series of these larger dot paintings, um, like the Jackie Robinson behind me. And, um, and then I just thought, you know, I really want to try <clears throat> doing this old Jumbotron style. Um, and so I just, I don't know why I picked him, but I just picked Ron Say. Mm -hmm. 
And um, so I just thought, hey, let me just try this, see how it works. And so I sent it to my buddy, um, and, and he looked at it, and he knew exactly who it was. So when, when he said that, I thought, oh, man, I got I to gotta try some other faces here. Um, and, so, and, and so that Ron face um, portrait, um, sorry I can't pull it up here right away, but um, it, it looks a, lot, a little bit different from the, the jumbotrons that I do today. Right. Um, but um, yeah, that pretty much started the process. So well, how did you do that? Do you just sit there and start with a grid and then start, you know, just slowly putting dots in to see how it looks and then change it a little bit here and there? Tell us yeah. about how you, you, you start from the, the beginning and finish one off. Sure. Yeah, I mean, so you're, you're working at the pixel level and I had to think about this a lot, like how do I actually put it together? Um, how do I um, turn it into a piece that actually looks like dots? So. Um, so as I thought about it, I thought, okay, it's got to start small, and it it is small. It's a really small grid, like uh, seventy by seventy pixels, you know, which is the size of a tiny image on the web. <clears throat> so I'm working deep down at the pixel level, um, and then uh, I just turn it into two tone, um, and I actually take reference pictures and I'll shrink them down, shrink the faces down to that tiny level. Um, and then just posterize it into black and white. Um, and then at that point, I just have to do a lot of guessing um, and to just map out the pieces. Um, and, and sometimes it's just trial and error. I just gotta keep putting down dots. And sometimes I'm just shifting them, you know, one or two pixels up, down, left, right, until you get it right. Um, and then I, I, I export it into um, Illustrator um, and because the pixels are squares, right, I need to get them into circles. Mm -hmm. So I, I just kind of customize my own um, grid of circles there uh, where I can enlarge them. And then once I figured out how to isolate the, the pixels into actual dots, circle dots, um, and then, then at that point, I could just do whatever I want with them afterwards. So yeah, it was a process. Uh, yeah, I imagine it was. I, I, I imagine you have this 80 style dot matrix printer. Right. You know, I had actually thought about the possibility of like, you know, I don't know if you remember like um, back then when people used to send emails and do like ASCII art. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Right. Just with little old um, typewriter symbols. I, I thought about whether I can do that with, with, um, with just periods or something, but I, I yeah, it didn't quite work out that way. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm well versed with that. I remember I, I went to college in '94 and had those uh, alt boards you can go on, which is all text and stuff on there. Right, right. And that makes it sound very old. <laughs> John's like, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Here, so. <laughs> well, cool. That's true. Um, uh, you touched on your portraits. So we, you start with the portraits first. Do you have any players you picked that you start with there? And then do you want to show um, any off? Obviously you have the Jackie Robinson. You mean for just the, the Jumbotron ones or other uh, no, portraits? Because it's, it's it's most of you have done the Jumbotron, but I've seen your portraits in there as well. So uh, there was uh -huh. quite a few back in the day where now it's more kind of the Jumbotron ones that are focused. Yeah, um, I the Jumbotron ones are fun because they sometimes they can be quick. They're not always quick. Um, a lot of them are. Some of them, um, depending on the, the face that I'm trying to do, uh, especially at the beginning, um, there are there some pieces where I just probably lost a few hairs or 
you know, added a few gray hairs. Like, I think it was like doing Michael Jordan or Tom Seaver, um, Bob Horner. It's just, you know, just their, when their eyes were just like a, a single line, you know. Um, but that's, yeah, that was just kind of trial and error. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, it's a good question. Why did I get into portraits? Because um, I used to do more just figure-based art. You know, just I love the 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 human figure when they're in athletically posed. Um, just so much energy and dynam dynamic, um, just yeah, shapes and positioning that, that they can they can be in. So it's it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I've always kind of done. Um, use baseball as a theme. Um, I don't know that it has to be baseball. Uh, it just, it's just a, a huge part of the way that I grew up, you know, and so that's fine. Uh, it really is. Um, I do like making likeness. How can I make something look like someone? Uh, but I also do like um, the energy that you see in, you know, all these pose, baseball poses. So, um, and it might change. It might change over time. I don't know what I might do next. So. Well, that's actually one thing we're finding with most of the artists is that they've started with one style and then you kind of have to evolve because it gets repetitions and you just want to try something out and see what kind of goes there. So um, so that's kind of fun to see that you've done, you dipped your toes in other places there and, and it's still been awesome. I still really like what you're doing. So, Thanks, I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad that you're enjoying it and other people could enjoy it. And I love to see people experiment too. Um, that's just a natural progression of, of the way people explore and, and develop. So. so have you been able to actually uh, give any of your players any of your art? Um, that's a good question. Um, I know a lot of it's 70s and 80s, and I know there's some modern players there, but you know, it's yeah. not like you can just go to the game and sit out in right field and hand some of the stuff in the outfield. Yeah, I'm, I'm not so much, um, I don't really feel as comfortable engaging people on that level of just trying to get right up to them and hand them something. Um, Cause I, I don't know, I just, maybe I just feel like they've got enough stuff they're worrying about and they don't need me to come up to them and <laughs> bug them. Um, but even like last week or the other week, um, you know, I wake up and I get this ding on my phone and um, I got this text from Brett Tomko. Uh, you know, he pitched for this, the Reds and the Dodgers and- The Mariners. And the Mariners too? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I, I forgot. He's, he was like, I pitched for 10 teams or something like that. And uh, he's like, hey, any chance, you know, we'll see a Brett Tomko there, you know, anytime soon? And I said, yeah, maybe. So, <laughs> uh, and to be honest, he was like the first guy that ever uh, reached out to me and uh, actually, typed something in like a message versus just like a like or you know follow or something in that so, case you've got to do it what's that you've got to, you've got to come through from in that case <laughs> <laughs> yeah i did um so and, and that's fine you know I, i've been doing this for a while um but you know if they're if they're happy with the portraits that i've done then you know it's it's a, i consider that an honor i did have like i think jesse barfield uh, once post, I think he got a hold of one and he posted it. And I think he was confused because he had said something like, you know, this, uh, 
they had these really old style pictures back in the day, but you know, this one looks pretty good. <laughs> and, uh, and there was another guy who, who said, Hey, you know, this is not, this is not the old stuff. This, there's a guy that does these, um, he did this recently. And so it's like, Oh, okay. Um, so I've had a few, I've, I've seen like a few players like Dale Murphy, um, Ron Kittle, just kind of recognize it. Mm -hmm. Um, but then, um, last, last week or the other week, um, before Brett, um, was it Tom Hume's son? Right. Brett, yeah. yeah. He had contacted me, um, and he said, Hey, you know, can you do one of your, of my dad maybe, or do you have one of my dad maybe? Or he said Tom Hume and, and his last name was Hume. So I assumed it was <clears throat> his son. And I, I don't post all of my portraits because there, there's like a thousand of them, right? I can't, I don't want to post them all on the- Fair enough, that's a lot of posts. Yeah, and so um, I said, actually, I, I, I do have one of them, right? I already did him, he's in the book. Um, so that was kind of a nice, cool exchange. And then I got to kind of touch base with his dad. And that was really coming full circle with my baseball cards right there. Yeah, I imagine so. So you, you touched on the fact you had a book. So I, I know the books come out. Tell us about your book. Yeah, I mean, I so I mean I have a copy here. I'll just show you. Um, so Jumatron art. Okay, that's we've got the foil on the cover just to kind of represent that. Um, but you know, I as I was doing this, doing the artwork, um, I I basically just created this word document of all the players I wanted to do. And I made this huge list and I think it was know, hundreds of names and, and I would already started doing a bunch of them. And, and I just, you know, once I start something, I just want to finish it. Um, and so, and then once I start doing more and more and like, well, I should probably include all of the hall of famers, you know, and then, well, you know, actually I should probably include some umpires too, or some mascots. And then it just kept going and going. And so, you know, I'm all the way, I end up with something like 900 portraits <clears throat> and yeah, it's crazy. I, but it's just, it was just kind of a part of my daily rhythm or weekly rhythm, maybe not necessarily every day, but just, just the things that you do. Like, like if you like to run or you're an athlete and you just exercise every day, it's just like, for me, it was like doing, I just need to do a little bit of art every day, just part of who I am. Um, and I thought, well, if I don't post these or publish them, then they're just going to stay on my hard drive and nobody will ever really see them. And so that was really the goal was, let me just get this out. Um, and, you know, maybe there'll be some people who actually want to see it and have a copy of it. So that was really the, the goal. Yeah. That's it's cool. I, I know I need to get myself a copy. I got to, <laughs> After this thing's over, I think I'm gonna end up with a bunch of artwork and books all back. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, so speaking of the fundraiser, what what are you doing for the fundraiser? Um, that's a good question. I mean, I have some portraits of um, Josh Gibson, um, Satchel Page that I did. I did some Jumatron portraits of them because I wanted to include them in the book. Um, and then I started kind of experimenting with um, this different style, kind of like a minimal vector style. Um, same with Jackie Robinson, actually. Um, and so I thought, you know, 
I'd like to kind of put those out there and see if anyone is interested in those. Um, I I wasn't really sure at first when Tad contacted me, you know, what what part I would play or, you know, what this would be like for me to be part of it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've, I've always long admired these guys, right? I mean, I think anyone who is a fan of baseball history, you know, at some point you come across those two names, maybe, uh, maybe even more, right? Um, the guys from the Negro Leagues. Um, and I even actually just pulled out the book, you know, that I read, um, Satchel Page's bio. Right? Um, so I read this one like, you know, 25 years ago, and it was just one of the best reads ever, right? Just just story after story. Um, and then just the legend of, of who they are, you know, the you hear it, you know, the best, the greatest pitcher of all time, the greatest hitter of all time, right? And we can we can sit around and argue that that's fine, you know, but their reputation um, was legendary, basically, right? So, so I yeah I thought uh, it's a good thing if it's a, if I can um, help raise support for the museum, um, then I consider that a good thing. So, yeah. John, you want to ask your question, and we'll open some cards here. Uh, yes, certainly. Before I do, uh, we mm -hmm. have a couple of people who've commented on the live stream. Uh, Greg Garfinkel has uh, left a few comments. Uh, first off, love your work, Peter. Um, and says, best thing so far about this project is learning about all different ways that the artists demonstrate their love for the game. Uh, quote Stuart Adamson, who, of course, he's a, he's a big, uh, big country fan, as we established. Uh, <laughs> Stuart Adamson, feed the people, stay alive. Uh, he says, uh, also, in addition, Peter, thanks for putting me in touch with Tad, and then asks, what size is the Robinson behind you, and is there a print available in that size? <laughs> wow, thanks for, yeah. Uh, the Robinson is a three by three. This is original. Um, there is a print on my site for um, 12 by 12 inch. I don't have it at the, at the full size. Um, it's just, yeah, it's too, too big, and it's too huge for me to print. And, <laughs> um, what other comment from Daniel Jacob Horain? Uh, Peter, love your work. So um, you're getting lots of love. And uh, Greg uh, chimes in again with, "Don't create Angel Hernandez. He'll never see it." <laughs> Angel Hernandez, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so so yeah. Uh, I always, uh, <laughs> I always like to um, close out the interview portion with uh, the same. Uh, a couple of questions for each of our guests, uh, and that's sure. uh, as an American, um, as an artist, and as a baseball fan, what do the Negro Leagues mean to you, and how did you uh, come to be involved with the fundraiser? Uh, I would also add one other uh, aspect to that, which is like as an Asian American yourself, um, as a member of like a separate minority group, do you feel that you have uh, a, a unique perspective or a particular perspective on the Negro Leagues? Oh man, what it, those are just, I could talk for a long time about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Negro Leagues, I just, I don't even know where to start. Yeah, I just, I just have so much respect for um, a group that wasn't allowed to play with, you know, the, the broader talent, you know, because everyone wants to see the best go gets the best. And so, um, and yet they made the most of their experience, you know, the, the, the culture, the, the community that they created around um, the sport itself, you know, um, Negro League games, um, 
you know, the fans coming to the games and stuff. Um, you see pictures of them, all, you know, a lot of the, the African-Americans at the games and stuff in the stands. Um, I just have so much respect for that, you know. Um, I've, I love some of the portrayals in the movies um, of just how crafty they were, um, just, you know, smart players, um, just the strategy that they have. Um, so I, yeah, I can't say enough about how much I appreciate, <clears throat> um, you know, kind of that heritage that some of the, the great ball players that we see now, uh, you know, some of the, the players that I <clears throat> can think of growing up, I mean, you, we would probably, there's just so many great players that, you know, were able to play because of that, right? Um, you think of like Ricky Henderson, um, Tim Raines, um, Kenny Lofton, uh, Dave Parker, just, you know, a whole bunch of um, great um, black players um, got to show their stuff. Um, and even today, you know, um, Andrew McCutcheon, we got Joe Adele coming up, you know, hopefully he'll, he'll flourish with the Angels. Um, Justin Upton, right? <clears throat> um, and, but to your question about being Asian American um, and a minority, how does that kind of affect my views? Um, it, it's, it does because I can't say that my experience is the same as theirs. Um, and, you know, for many respects, um, African-Americans, um, Blacks, that they've suffered um, a lot <clears throat> um, throughout the years. Um, but I do, I do know what it feels like at times to not feel like I belong. Uh, you know, uh, I've also heard it, it, you know, say that, you know, do, I think sometimes there is the feeling like, well, if you're Asian American, you don't, you don't really belong here or you're, do you, do you really belong here? Are you, is this really your home? But then like, when you think about your cultural, your ethnic country, like for me, it would be Taiwan or China. You know, do I really, really belong there? Um, I don't really feel like I do completely, right? And uh, the natives there would probably feel the same way. Like, oh, you're kind of different. You don't really belong. So, so you kind of have this feeling of like, this tension between two worlds, like you don't really belong in either one, right? Um, but, uh, but I grew up in America, you know, I was born and raised in America. Um, I grew up following the exact same um, pastime as everybody else, cheering for the same players, um, learning the same stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm, an, I'm an American, you know, I love, I love the same things. Um, I have deep respect for everybody. Um, as you know, as a as a Christian, I, I try to love everybody. Um, and I think being, I think having gone through some experiences um, like that um, has made me more um, has made me understand um, racism a little bit better. Um, helped me to to really. Um, try to treat everyone the same, regardless, yeah. So. Great answer. That's, <laughs> a, that's yeah. a tremendous answer, Peter. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, before we open some cars, would you like to plug your social media channels? 
Uh, I'm, you know, I usually post most of my stuff on Instagram. Um, I'm not a, a Twitter guy. Uh, it's, I'm honestly, I'm not too much of a social media guy um, other than Instagram. I just, I don't want to have to follow, you know, every second of the day. Um, There's like someone I don't. <laughs> yeah. But if you like art, yeah, you can find me on Instagram, Jumbotron Art. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, let's open some cards, Jason. All right. So I've got four, seven packs of cards. You get to choose which one you want to open. So. Oh, sweet. Eighty-nine dollars. Any tops? I'm going to ask you right off the top. I have eighty-seven tops. You want eighty-seven tops? But but I'm not eating the gum. Everyone keeps saying eat the gum. I'm yeah. Like, let's let let's do the eighty-seven tops then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Eighty-seven tops. All right. There we go. Eighty-seven tops. All right. All right. These are my personal favorites. I like these ones, so I'm not not gonna complain about this here. And uh, yep, the the gum is stuck to the back of the card still. Nice. Yeah, I, I couldn't actually. Nope, I'm not even gonna try. It's it's good. All right, let's see. <laughs> so basically, you can uh, comment on any of the players you want. Some some of these are great. Some are not. They're like I don't remember that guy. But if you have anything to say, uh, go through. Okay, so, I'm gonna uh, zoom in on you. Eddie with the twins. Yeah, Eddie. Yeah, he can hit right. Yeah. Nice powder wow. blues as well. Uh-huh. All right. We've got we've got him a few times. This is a Kevin Mitchell. Oh man. You That's remember that one? The the bare-handed catch. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Seems so, like your show, actually. Yeah, I like this one. It's really good. Yeah. I think it's actually his rookie card, I think it is yeah. as well. That's a cool card. So uh he really stormed onto the scene that year. Was it eighty-six? 86 or 87 because yeah, he was he was the one that scored before Mookie Wilson on uh, an 86 World Series so well I just remember him hitting all those home runs that year and it was like this guy's got crazy power yeah because of course you would have been in the Bay Area and so when he was playing for San Francisco yeah he, all of a sudden it was like boom he was hitting home runs yeah I remember that yeah I remember that. and he played for the Mariners and didn't do so hot <laughs> <laughs> he was all used up by then yeah. oh man <laughs> we got the chicken man. We got Wade Boggs. Yeah, oh yeah, legends. Boggs. He so, could hit, man. I just yeah, I, I'm a big fan. My first dog, no, second dog was named Wade after Wade Boggs. Nice. <laughs> do, you know, do you know, Jason? You told the story about um, Wade Boggs cameo on Cheers. Yes. Um, I was listening to a podcast last night called Ridiculous History, and they covered that story. Oh, right. How yes. Is, how, how weird is that? <laughs> so uh, it, it's one of the Dodger radio announcers. He He's a, a, a writer, a writer, yeah. And he wrote those episodes of Cheers. So anytime they had like Gary's Old Town Tavern, mm -hmm. uh, he was the one that did that. And he was the one that uh, wrote that episode. I, I, <laughs> so um, I'm assuming he, you knew all about Cheers, Peter. <laughs> I, I didn't actually watch it all that much, um, but yeah. Was... So he, he agreed to go on Cheers because he was having the Margot Adams affair. Yeah. And she was in L.A., so they agreed to fly him to L.A. to shoot this so she could see, spend the weekend with her and then go back to playing baseball at spring, spring training. <laughs> oh, man. So that's funny. Yeah. John actually came across that. All right. Oh. Did you? Okay. Don Aussie? Yes, I'm gonna say, yeah, yeah. Oh, we've yeah, got we, a, we've got a big hit here. I'm excited about this one. Okay, Mark McGuire. Oh, Mark you McGuire. serious? Yeah, 
that would have been crazy to get that card in that in that year. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I'm a big McGuire fan, and of course, Blake or uh, Project 2020 is covering all the the Mark McGuire cards here. That's crazy. You know, I, I there's a part of me that still wants to say his 70 home runs were legit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'm sorry. I just, yeah. It was a cream. I, I, was, I, was, <laughs> I, I was a huge Big Mac fan. I, yeah. I, I Same here. I, I remember the going through my collection of cards and trying to find all the Maguire USA cards I could and going, I'm going to get rich selling these. Yeah. 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 Uh, Mark Maguire's 70 home run season is legit uh, in the same way that <laughs> WrestleMania, WrestleMania 17 main event was, uh, was legitimate. Yeah, there you go. There you go, John. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty excited. It made you feel something. The feelings that involves are real. <laughs> All right. Oh my gosh. All right. This is a good one. We got Floyd Bannister for the yeah. White Sox. Yeah, uh, cool name. I always thought he had a cool name. But you're you're gonna like this. This is gonna bring the Bay Area vibes. You wanna guess who it might be? Matt Williams? No, close. Will Clark. Will Clark, oh man! All the thrills. So we had McGuire and a Clark there, and the same. That's crazy! What a deck! What yeah, a, this is no help. Well, we need a Bonds, and we need a Maddox, and we need a Conseco. We'll hit them all. And you got Boggs and Mitchell. Okay, man. checklist card. <laughs> okay. All right. Darn it. <laughs> Ken Howell. I don't remember him. Kenny Howell, yeah. Was he a reliever um, for the Dodgers? Yes. Uh, yeah, definitely a reliever. He, he played, pitched 62 games, so that's definitely okay. it. Right. You got Jody Davis with the Cubs? Oh, yeah. He was uh, yeah, he was a scary power hitter, too. He he could sneak up on you in that 84 series. Gosh, yeah, he hit 83. He hit 24 home runs. That's not bad. Yeah. 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 yeah, I was always nervous when he came up to the plate. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Gruber for the Blue Jays. This is a pretty oh, good Oh, yeah. He was solid <laughs> so, uh, uh, until he's had some problems lately. But yeah, I like Kelly Gruber. <laughs> I always thought he was a super athletic type. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Bob Tewksbury? Yeah, yep. okay. Yeah, the, uh, it, the name sticks out. So, uh, Did he, he was a pretty good pitcher. Uh, is that because he played for the Yankees? He was uh, one of the bright spots, I believe, of uh, a very dark time for the Bombers. <laughs> as far as, I mean, in my knowledge, that's my knowledge, which is not great <laughs> for, for that period of time, but I've, he, I've, I've heard his name a few times. <laughs> wow. John Shelby for the Orioles. Oh, yeah, we remember him on the Dodgers. Right, okay. <laughs> yes, he for the Dodgers. Yeah, of course. That 88 team. Teddy Higuera for the Brewers. Oh yeah, yeah. I had to. I remember adding in Teddy in my uh, in the book. Oh, was he in the book? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah I would say we'll have to see who's actually in the book. All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mariano Duncan. Uh huh. Yeah. There you yeah. go. I remember um, playing a video game. Uh, I think it's like a out of the park baseball, like a management simulator type thing. And I saw Mariano Duncan's name on the Yankees, and I was like, "Is that a is that a mistake?" Is that not, is it not a fit? But it's a different guy. <laughs> I was like, who's Mariano Duncan? It's meant to be like Rivera. But he was like, a, I think, a second baseman. Yeah, Mariano he was shortstop. Yeah. yeah, like a middle infield guy. Cool. 
I got two more. Mike Felder with the Blue Jays, or not the Blue Jays, the Brewers. Okay. I don't remember uh, him too well. I think he was, his nickname was Tiny. So <laughs> Mike Kenny Felder. Uh, he played for the Mariners. He was one of the various left fielders that played next to Kenny Griffey Jr. You know? Oh, man. One of many, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think, oh, man. I, I read somewhere, I think there was like, 160 def- 167 different left fielders that played with Ken Griffey Jr. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, oh at any point, I mean, like Randy Johnson counted because Randy Johnson put me out from left field one of those times there where they swap <laughs> pitchers in there. So, yeah, it was 167 different players were the left fielder with Ken Griffey Jr. This, this shows hey, you how much he wasted his early years. <laughs> Randy Johnson played left field with him? Yeah. So, what they did one of those things where he came to face like a left handed batter struck him out, stuck him in left field, and brought in a reliever, that guy got that guy out, and then put Randy Johnson back on the mound again. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, How did I not hear that? That is amazing. That's not something you would see these days, really, is it? No, no, I don't think you... I, although you... Well, the three batter minimum, you're definitely not going to uh-huh. see that now. Yeah, but having it being so specialized, it's just not... See, a lot of the magic's just been ripped out of the game, but that's a, that's a story for another time. Please uh, continue. <laughs> right, that's pretty awesome. Call, then we'll call it a night. We got Jack Clark with the Cardinals. Oh, man. Yeah, I kind of like that pose, even though his helmet's off. But, yeah. He yeah, is a, a, I mean, the 87 tops is one of my favorites there. So, yeah, this is a, they, they, there's some good action shots in this pack. So Man, that is that is quite a pack there. It, well, yeah, we, we got a loaded one. So, Peter, it's been brilliant. Uh, big fan of your work. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for taking the time out of the day. I, I really appreciate it. And uh, best of luck with the fundraiser. Thank you guys so much for having me, Jason, John. I really appreciate it. Um, I also want to just say thank you. I didn't get a chance to say it, but thanks, Greg and and Daniel, for commenting earlier. Uh, I, I did hear your name, so thank you for that. Uh, I had a blast, guys. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate thanks it. Thanks for coming on, Peter. It's been an absolute pleasure. And yeah. uh, we'll hopefully catch up with you again soon. Yeah, hopefully okay. we'll see you at Angel Stadium for with the rest of the guys and we'll catch a game together. Sounds good. Let me know when you're in town. <laughs> cool. We'll do it, man. Take it easy. Okay. Take care, guys.